Welcome to The Unapologetic Woman. I'm your host, Pyle Berry. With over a decade of a blended experience in clinical psychology and global leadership development, I've dedicated my career and life purpose to empower women to believe I deserve a seat at the table and it's about damn time. But how do you create synergy between who you are and how you lead? On this podcast, we address that inner critic holding you back, release narratives that no longer serve you, and explore how to use your leadership platform to make an impact around diversity, equity, and inclusion. Simply put, I cut out the bullshit. I'm here to share inspiration, practical tips, and have challenging conversations with other badass individuals who are shifting the narrative for all women. So let's stop apologizing for who we are and rise together as the unapologetic woman. Hey friends. So I want to share with you an incredibly vulnerable challenge of mine that has held me back many times. It made me question myself, my worth, how I run my business, my confidence. I mean, honestly, a lot. And I'm positive that you can relate to this. And the reason I'm going to share this is because I want everyone to know that you're not alone in this. And when you see someone succeeding, know that there is so much more behind that moment. So I've been transparent about how I'm a late bloomer, which means that I achieved goals a little bit later in life. And life hasn't really been a straight arrow for me. You know, something I had to work on and to accept and has been part of my journey is to realize that there is no such thing as a late bloomer. This was a definition that was given and I internalized it because it was not on the path that is more traditional. So when you don't go down that path of knowing very clearly what you want in your career, graduating from a top college, getting a great job, you know, doing the nine to five, building your money and your investments and all of that, buying a place. And that straight arrow that, you know, is kind of this like roadmap that's been laid out from, you know, community, society, the law, essentially. And if you're not on that path, you're an outlier, then you're a late bloomer. The thing is that I've now embraced my life and my journey with my entrepreneurship, and I laugh at the term late bloomer because I was never meant for that traditional arrow. It just, it was never meant to be a part of my life. And because I continue to compare myself to that path, I was not looking right in front of me of what path that I have created that is mine. And the thing is that these expectations of what I'm supposed to do at every stage of life, what you are supposed to do at every stage of life, who made up these rules? (laughs) What we don't realize is so much of our decisions are actually deeply ingrained by what's expected of us from rules made in society. And when we think about these rules that are made in society, to be honest, I was actually having this conversation with a friend the other day who is a lawyer and she validated that, yes, actually, if we look at some of our constitution and some of the amendments that we have, and if we look at some of these policies that are in place, they are put in place to benefit a certain type of lifestyle and a certain set of choices because they want to encourage people to follow those choices. So 
There is so much going on that we don't even realize it's happening around us that influence every decision that we make and how we think about ourselves or think about the way that we engage in our world. So what I find interesting, and if we look back, is how much our society has changed their rules, right? In the 1920s, alcohol was illegal. Women wore dresses before that in the 1800s that went down to their ankles, right? Before flappers in the 1920s became a thing. And with every generation, we normalize because we, as a society, realize what's not working for us and how we want to move forward from it. There's always going to be those that are really uncomfortable with change and, you know, who may judge it or who may say, nope, can't do that. But look at what happens when people don't move with the times, right? They become outdated. So when I think about those who say, well, that's not normal, well, I want to challenge that and ask who decides what's normal. And if we had to live by what is normal, then nothing would have changed from the beginning of time. And, you know, or from the 1600s, and we'd all be women in corsets breaking our ribs still. (laughs) The reason I bring this up is because I hear this all the time from my clients, and it's something I've experienced myself so deeply that it pains me when I hear it, and it drives me more to change the narrative of what it means to be at a normal time and normal pace and normal expectations, and to stop hearing the external noises, to block out everything else so that we can really start becoming in tune with ourselves, and we can really focus on what's in front of us. You know, I struggled a lot, a lot with external validation. It didn't matter what it was, whether it's relationships or business or how I appeared to people. I had to know what everyone else thought before I made a decision. I had completely clouded my internal voice. So when someone asked me, okay, well, what does your intuition say? I had no freaking idea. I really didn't. And there was just so much of that external validation that I needed. And every time I would just feel worse and worse because I just didn't trust myself. And I felt that if I made a decision, then it would go wrong. And then there you go again. I need to ask everyone else their opinion on this. There was so much fear behind this because I grew up in this way where I just never learned to have that confidence, to be honest. And I was completely lost with the noise of everyone and I couldn't hear myself. And all this did was leave me more anxious about my decisions. I was paralyzed by it. I would then go down a rabbit hole of looking on Google, like the five best ways to show up for this, three things that every leader must do, four ways every leader is a success. And I would just continue to feel more shit about myself because all I would do then is, okay, this month, For example, I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. and go for my workouts and I'm going to meditate, then I'm going to journal, and then I'm going to have my breakfast, and then I'm going to start my day, and I'm going to go to sleep by 9 p.m. And what would happen? Day three, I'd sleep in until 7 a.m. and I'd consider myself a total failure. All the thoughts of I'm not cut out to be a leader, I just would come streaming through. I would read about qualities every leader is meant to have when starting a business, You know, I would talk to multiple people about how they showed up on social media. How did you market yourself? You know, does X work or does Y work? Well, guess what I got? Everything, right? Everyone would share an opinion based off of what worked for them, 
from their experiences, from their narrative, from their environment, from their story. So when I would ask these questions and try to get validated or try to get confirmation, and I would get literally a 50-50 split between the two things that I was deciding between, I was left lost so much more. And now I've clouded my own thoughts, my own intuition, and I froze. And I feel like that is what led me to making decisions later or pausing on things, avoiding making decisions. And I was so overwhelmed, you know, and I felt so lost. And I'm all I'm doing is hoarding information as I apply it. Nothing feels right. Well, yeah, nothing is going to feel right if I keep letting external noise come in and don't even give myself a chance to trust myself. I mean, I invested in every coach, agency, support. I call myself the queen of delegation, which I still do believe is a very important skill to have to run a successful business that you can scale. However, if you are hiring a coach because you think they will magically fix your business and your challenges, then you're hiring wrong and throwing your money away. And I did this. It took me a minute to realize like, wait a second, I'm not hiring this coach to fix my stuff, this coach who's giving me the tools and strategies so that I can apply it and build my own confidence. And I thought I was being so intentional with hiring, you know, one coach after the other, multiple sometimes overlapping, but all this was doing was putting too many cooks in the kitchen and I was displacing my insecurity and my anxiety about trusting myself onto others. I finally stopped. I reached a point where I was spending more money on coaches than I was moving forward. So I cleaned house. I do still have a couple of coaches myself, but now they're supporting me by having me trust myself first, my voice. And they act as my guiding light, navigating me to the path, but I'm in the driver's seat. The accountability for what outcome happens in my business are mine and mine only. So it was a mindset shift that I had to have. I had to start recognizing that I can't just project my insecurity and get this validation from a coach. I can use their expertise and their guidance to help me make a better decision. And that is the right way to use a coach. So what did I do? I turned the radio off. I turned all the channels off. I turned all the music off, all the noise. Instead of running to pick up the phone and tell everyone, which was really to soothe my anxiety and my narrative that I don't trust myself, I would catch the knee-jerk reaction about picking up the phone and immediately I would ask myself, do I need to do this? Do I have the answer myself? What is it that I want to ask? What is it that I'm confused about? Why am I confused on this? And I would literally just start asking myself the questions that I would otherwise pick up the phone to ask like 5 million friends around. And what I did there was I protected myself because what other happens is that when we go to every single person to ask for their advice, we kind of create this dynamic where we offset our own confidence and our own authority over our own business. And suddenly you then give permission to other people to voice their perspective onto your business, onto your work, onto your life. And it gets to the point where they feel like they can do it without, you know, even asking, right? And you feel uncomfortable. So when I turned the, the noise off and I started asking myself these questions, I started to listen to myself. Where was I feeling uncomfortable? Was I feeling in my stomach? Was it my heart was racing? Was I feeling anxious? What was the anxiety about? Was the anxiety about the decision or was the anxiety about, you know, the actual 
trusting myself. And I needed to give myself permission to stop getting trapped in the marketing statements of the five best ways to do this and that. All it did was make me feel like I wasn't meant to be a leader, not meant to run my business because it wasn't done with these expected standards. And then I realized, well, when the heck have I ever done anything by the regular standards? When I was in corporate, I was told I'm too quirky and too informal for corporate, that I'm too straightforward and direct. Okay. Here's the thing. I learned and what I teach all my clients is you do you. Turn off Google, turn off that one more YouTube advice channel and pause and stay with yourself. And at first, this is going to be so incredibly uncomfortable. It's going to feel so weird to sit in silence. And I'm talking about no TV, no music, nothing, pure silence. Your thoughts will get distracted with everything. You have to breathe through this though. When you're able to balance that okay, I'm going to go to YouTube and I'm going to go to read that book or read those articles to validate now that I've made this decision and to help me now figure out how to roll out this decision. Great. But if I'm going somewhere for them to say to me, aha, there you go. That's what I'm supposed to do. Then that's where we get into a messy place. So when you turn the noise off, take a moment to ask yourself and connect back with why the heck did I even start this business? Why do I want to be a leader? What is my purpose? What is my big dream? And am I still centered with it? When do I work best? Do I like the quiet when everyone is asleep? The sun has set and I can let my creativity spin? Or do I like waking up to the sunrise and sleep before it even hits dawn? Am I an introvert? I'm not charismatic? Am I, you know, someone who needs to be around a lot of people? Well, who the heck said you even have to be charismatic, right? As a leader. You show up how you want to show up. Want to work from home and only show up three days to the office? Do it. Have someone else be the main point person for your team. Make that happen. Now, when I read articles on leaders of what's quote unquote expected, I take it with a grain of salt. The same way to take astrology readings with a grain of salt and for fun. Essentially, when I read these, I ask myself, does this resonate with me? If it makes me uncomfortable, is it because that it's so not aligned with me or because I'm not ready for that change? And if it's because I'm not ready for that change, what is it about this that's scaring me? I sit with it and I don't make decisions immediately. And most importantly, I try one change at a time to not overwhelm myself. So one of the things I hear from clients is that, well, you know, I started this business because I'm really passionate about the work that I do and now I'm leading a team and I feel like I have to show up as this people leader, but like I just get overwhelmed. I don't know if I'm being a good leader and I just really wanna do my work and I want them to do their work. Like, am I supposed to be interacting with them constantly? It's like, no, you get to decide how you wanna show up. The same way that I don't believe that you need to wake up at 5 a.m. in order to be a successful leader, what I do believe is that you need to set better boundaries for yourself. You need to set better time management. You need to be organized and you need to know yourself so freaking well that you know when it's time to say, this is when I engage, this is when I don't engage. This is when I'm creative, this is when I'm analytical. I can tell you for myself that when I wake up early in the morning and I start my day with, you know, quiet, I don't have calls, I don't have anything, and I'm just focused, 
I get a lot of work done that's more analytical, like more sending out emails, you know, figuring out outlines, producing content in that way. When the sun sets, I get into a very creative space. I write. I'm a lot more of a thinker. And so I save my time for that. I know when I'm able to be more in my emotions and more as an empath leaning into that when I'm working with clients. I know when I'm not going to book my clients every other week because I need one week for myself to get things behind the scenes done. So by creating this boundary, by creating these spaces that works for me, what I've done is I've created a business that is flowing and that I feel excited by still, and I'm really engaged with, and I don't feel resentment towards because I'm not living my business and my passions through someone else's lens. So I realized the more I listened to myself, the more confident I became in my purpose. Nobody knows your business, your leadership, or you like you do. Nobody. Not even your mama who birthed you. And when you ask others for their opinion, guess what you're getting? You're getting their perspective based on their lived experiences. What worked for them might not work for you because they aren't you. Now, is it okay to get opinions and have mentors? Absolutely. But give yourself permission and time to connect with yourself. You need to give yourself the chance to believe that you know what you're doing. Go into these meetings by saying, hey, I have an idea and this is how I feel intuitively. I'm curious about your thoughts on, am I missing anything? Was there something I didn't think about? So what you've done here is that you're not asking permission to do or not do something. This is you asking their input to think about your decisions a little bit more thoroughly. They now know their role isn't to decide for you, but to guide you with gaps That's what the role of an advisor is. Hear that again. An advisor is a person who provides guidance, but does not make the decision for you. And when you go into asking questions from that perspective, the roles are now a lot more clear and you will leave it still with you being in the driver's seat. And I get it. It's so hard to turn off and start trusting yourself. So give yourself permission that it won't happen on the first try that you might slip and you're going to want to ask other people. And it's going to depend on where you're feeling the most insecure. So start with something that you have a little bit of confidence around. Give yourself quick wins. What I want you to think about is why is it so hard for me to trust myself? What has prevented me from believing in myself? What were those incidents that broke my trust with myself? And am I ready to forgive myself, release those grudges I'm holding against myself? and believe in myself? Can I take steps to put my story back in my hands? You're so kind and empathic towards everybody else. When will it be your turn to be kind and empathic towards yourself? Am I being kind to everyone else because I'm not ready to face myself? Am I distracting myself from things that are burying me and self-sabotaging me? When you start trusting yourself, it's a true game changer. Because then setting boundaries and being clear of what is part of your purpose and what is a distraction becomes very evident. When you start listening to yourself and suddenly your anxiety calms down, 
you're able to hear yourself and then you can pay attention to the feeling that comes up in your body so you can release it. When I realized my strength was to support and empower women through empathy, everything made sense to me. It's what works for me and what resonated is because I'm an empath and I know how hard it is as an empath to set boundaries, to feel guilty about those decisions that you're making, how you're hurting someone. We put ourselves in everyone else's situation so much that it feels selfish to take back reins and feel confident with the decisions we want to make for ourselves. And I worked through this for the last few years. I have worked hard on this. And that is why I am able to do this for my clients. And not just the fact that I worked hard on it. This is what my research is on in my dissertation for my PhD. This is what I worked on as a clinical therapist. You know, a lot of times the path that we take in our careers and the path that we choose to do, a lot of it comes from a place that we're trying to heal within ourselves. So my research, my work in my academics, my work as a therapist, my work in leadership, my work with clients today, my work in my own personal journey all stems from the fact that I've been an empath and starting a business and being a leader and creating space for yourself can be really tiring, exhausting. And what I learned and what was so invigorating and powerful and empowering was the day that I decided to turn the noise off, to turn the radio down, to turn everybody away and listen to myself. And there's so much noise in the world, so much stimulation, and it can be incredibly overwhelming. So the point, my friends, is the sooner you turn off the radio, the external noises, and start listening to yourself, the easier you'll be able to breathe, learn to lead in the most authentic way to you, believe in yourself, and guess what? You will also start to gravitate people towards you who are in full alignment with this version of yourself. So learn to release, let go, turn that radio off and hear yourself because I'm telling you, nobody knows you like you and it's damn powerful. Thanks for listening to The Unapologetic Woman. If you like what you heard today, then please subscribe so you'll get real-time updates when I post a new episode. And if you really believe that others should be hearing this, then leave a rating or review this episode so others can find it too. And if there's something you'd really love for me to cover or highlight, then head over to my Instagram account at Pileberry. DM me to let me know. I'm all ears. If you want free resources, practical tips, and inspirational stories that I share with my clients, visit Pileberry.com and subscribe to my newsletter. You'll get them all. Until then, take a moment to celebrate your journey, reflect, and be ready to embrace your next epiphany.